to another episode of high heat welcome guys uh we're doing something a little different this episode uh we're actually in person for this one so welcome shelby welcome welcome <laughs> sitting here next to each other we've usually been trying to even though we're still using skype but it's the uh, we, we're using what we got because we've been all around the city of fort worth trying to find a place to do this at and ended up just deciding to do it in the vehicle <laughs> so we're sitting in a parking lot in the vehicle bringing you guys another episode just because we're that dedicated to you guys uh, so yeah, we're sitting here still using Skype though, but hopefully the audio gets a little better because we're in person now. So I think it'll be good. You know, we'll, we'll start tinkering more with the laptops and the, and the microphones getting everything together there as well. Yeah. But uh, we were hoping to have all that set up today, you know, kind of in a little public library room, but you know, you had one solo person sitting, facing everybody acting like they were studying, but. Yeah, take a whole room to study. You had the whole library to study, but then you choose the room, and then you face everybody. I don't, I don't. That makes sense. Sitting here with the lights off too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I forgot the mic anyway, so it didn't matter anyways. I got got up at like early this morning and drove the wife and and mother in law down to DFW Airport. They're flying out to Kenya again and go see uh, my mother in law's grandkids and my nieces and nephew and brother in law and. Shelby lives down south of Fort Worth, so we decided to meet up together in Fort Worth and shoot one in person, our first one. And uh, we try to tell you we're trying to make it better each time, and hopefully this is better. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It should be a good one. We got we got some good stuff coming for you, and we're gonna you know kick it off with a little NCAA disappointment football. The big topic of the week. The big topic of the week after all the conference championship games uh all the scenarios situations i think the college football playoff committee had their hands full with the worst case scenario actually it may not be worst case worst case for them to decide uh, do you want to elaborate on that a little more <laughs> well if you go ultimate worst case everybody knew iowa wasn't going to touch michigan okay that one's pretty much a lock what if oregon ends up knocking off washington and then, you know, Alabama beat Georgia. And then Louisville, what if they would have beat Florida State? I mean, there's one of your worst-case scenarios. Yeah, right? do you think it would have been worse with Louisville winning or Florida State winning? Because with Florida State winning, I mean, it leaves an obvious choice, but apparently not. Um, so do you think Louisville winning makes it harder, or does FSU winning make it harder? Well, if you're counting all those other teams losing as well, if Louisville wins, yeah. I, I think it's just like it's almost a perfect storm of crap. Yeah. You know, what, which direction do you go? What do you do? To me, the obvious choices where you're, you're undefeated slash your conference champions, there, there's your nods right there. Yeah. Basically, for me, when I saw it laid out on the table was that they, the committee had two choices to do what was right by all their standards, rules, regulations, uh, what they suggest you should do to make it in the college football playoffs. And then the other one they had, what would be the most exciting to watch or the most be or the best fan base that would make the most money. And we got to see what they went with. They went with the most exciting, best matchups, you know, type thing um, with you had Michigan at one, 
you had Washington at two, Texas moved up to three, and then you moved in Alabama to four. So you have Michigan playing in Alabama, and you have Washington playing Texas. The NCAA still owes Florida State a formal apology. Yeah. A formal apology. Yeah. Because you can't have the biggest crybabies in NCAA feeling like they're being left out because they think that they're just the daddy of all conferences. I'm sorry, you had a losing record this year against Power 5 schools. Yeah. SEC did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Florida State, third-string quarterback. I don't care who you are. You go and you win your, your conference championship. Mm-hmm. That shows you know, your defense stepped it up for you. Yes. You did what you had to do to win. Yes. So they're going to say, well, they should have had, you know, Alabama and Florida State play a playing game. No. You have Alabama and Texas play a playing game. Oh, wait, they already did earlier in the year. Yeah. In which Alabama lost by double digits on their home turf to none other than the University of Texas. Yes. So, to me, your top four in that scenario, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas, in that order. You can make an argument for Washington at one just because what they accomplished and what they did to Oregon twice. But they didn't want an SEC team left out because they didn't want to hear a whole conference crying versus, well, it's just one team. You know, they'll they'll be whining about it. But uh, there's a lot of upset people. Yeah, I think there's a lot more outcry than what they thought. And then there's so much division on this to where um, you just have – it pretty much came down to the conferences. I've heard so many fights about you cannot not have an SEC team in the college football playoffs. Well, yes, you can if you didn't play good enough or you destroyed each else enough to not get anybody in there. Um, I just think that you just put – an undefeated conference champion should get in there in the power five. That's why you have the power fives is to prove that these are the five best uh, conferences in the country. And you got, in the regular season, SEC went four and six against ACC teams. So tell me who was the more power conference, you know. After the top, what, four SEC teams, five SEC teams, they're just par, average, you know, after that bottom of the barrel. Um, Well, look what Florida State did to, was it a then number five ranked LSU? First game out of the out of the year, throttled them. Yeah, that was that was a commanding win for FSU. That's where you, that's where people knew that FSU was yeah. on the map. And they had another big. Who's the the other big game? I can't. Well, they remember. beat uh, Florida. Florida, yeah. another SEC team. Even though people are saying, well, Florida's not down this year. Um, one second. So, yeah, but yeah, they went Florida. Uh, they beat a Miami team. Uh, they beat a Louisville top rec twenty team. Uh, who else did they beat? SEC was. But yeah, you got you. You can't not say that it's a power conference when you go four and six against ACC, or you say the ACC is not a more powerful conference than SEC when they beat you six times out of the ten. They beat. Clemson. Clemson. Who's usually always pretty good. They beat a then number 16 ranked Duke. Yes. 
So, I mean, what, what else do you want? What, what else do they have to do? Well, to me, if, to me, if you don't look at records and you say who's the best teams right now, I would say the college football playoff maybe got it right. You might switch, honestly, might switch Georgia for Texas. How do you feel about that? And speaking of Georgia, they're the first team in the last three or four seasons of the playoff to be number one the whole year, lose their conference championship, and get bumped out of the top four. To go on a a 29-game win streak? Yes. In the SEC, so three years in a row of undefeated play, excluding the conference championship, and you win, and then you lose to a number seven, not like a number 20 or 25 or unranked team, a number seven, Alabama, who they're so high on. If Bama's so good and Georgia only got beat by three, how does Georgia get kicked out? Yep. That's the question. Yep. I know you go head-to-head with how does Alabama get in. Well, they put Texas in there to do the head-to-head. But then again, you got an undefeated. Texas lose to a number, what was it, 17 in the year? Oh, you played them, Red River? Yeah. Somewhere around 15, 17, somewhere in there. Um, They lose to that, but then they beat a number 22 OSU and the conference champion. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Florida State beat a number 12 Louisville, somewhere in there. Mm Mm-hmm. To win it, so I you go off players. If we start going off players, I think that's a slippery slope on who's available, who's what. You know, hey, there's a quarterback hurt. We're he, they're not the best team anymore. So that's, what about Ohio State when they were on their third string quarterback when they won? Yes, yes, I've heard the defense though too is where their third string beat. Um, who is it? Big Ten championship. They won like fifty-five to nothing. That's the only other defense I've heard about a third stringer where third string Florida State won by a touchdown against Louisville. But then again, Florida State's backup quarterback was coming back and was ready for playoffs. So you're, you were not going to have a third stringer in the playoffs. You're going to have a second stringer that won two or three games, two games going into the mm-hmm. playoffs. Uh, so I don't know where you start choosing on who's on the roster instead of going by the criteria. Do you have the criteria down that, that to yeah. get into the college football playoff? And if you go off, replacing Georgia with Texas, well, then you're basically, essentially, you're replacing Georgia and Alabama spot. Because then you got to go the head-to-head with Texas and Alabama. Bye, Bama. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of a slippery slope, though, to where you had certain criteria that I feel like they went by to put people in. And Georgia's strength of schedule is what screwed them overall because they kept playing cupcakes. Yeah. Well, that might be on... on uh, it's a bullet point. Smart. Curve so smart yeah, yeah. smart. Strength of schedule. So these are uh, um, rankings criteria. Okay. Strength of schedule, head-to-head games, results first teams in top 25, results first common opponents, and conference championships. Yeah. And then that goes to argue where um, you're saying, well, Bama's dominating. They shouldn't have beat Auburn, no. who Auburn lost to a New Mexico State. Got throttled by New Mexico State, thirty-one something. Mm-hmm. So, you, everybody says, "Oh, it's rivalry, it's rivalry." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're that good to be a top four team, shouldn't you throttle your rival? You know, um, I just don't know where. Who else did they struggle against? Northern Alabama. Yeah, did they? Yeah, and I think uh, did they play UCF too? Yeah, I think that was a close one, wasn't it? It was. I mean, it, it's 
So you're looking at their, if you're going off the quote unquote eye test, what of that eye test is even appealing? I just, it, it seems to me though that where they use some rules to get Texas and Bama in there and then ignored others to put Georgia in there, you know? And like you said, to go from a one to a five on a three point loss to a number 17. Arkansas, AM, they narrowly beat. Yeah. And then they showed uh, the video of Michigan during the viewing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a lot of people that are saying that they got it right because Michigan was scared that they got Alabama where everybody was quiet or whatnot. I, that may be true, but honestly, my thoughts on it watching it was that they were so shocked that Florida State didn't get in. Yes. That they were they were blown away that Florida State didn't get in. I bet you if you watched any other room, uh, Washington or Texas, you know, and they were watching Florida State not get in, I bet you it was the same kind of tone around the room of them being in awe and shock, like, wow, like they didn't get in. And then you watch Alabama's room, it's like Saban had already told them, hey, we're getting in, just act normal. Mm-hmm. Don't jump around. Yeah. Which I get it, that's, that's a professional coach, but at yeah. the same time, you're not going to act that, oh, okay, golf clap. Yeah. You're still going to be some hoot and holler. Yeah, because you jumped from seven to four. Yeah. But, yes, credit to them. They did beat the number one team in the nation. Credit to them. They have the value value win there. But then when you have a three-point win against Arkansas, who was below mm-hmm. 500. Six-point win against A&M. Yeah. Uh, 17-3 against South Florida. You lose to Texas at home. And then the only other team off – you know, Middle Tennessee, that's not going to strengthen your schedule. Austin Pay, you know, I, sorry, that was last year. Sorry. Uh, Kansas State was a good win. I mean, other than that, Mississippi, Ole Miss. And then, would you say Tennessee was a good win? Uh, 14 points. Yeah. And then LSU, quality win there. But to. I mean, that, that LSU game was closer than it showed. LSU missed a couple of field goals. They had an interception that turned into a Alabama touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Alabama didn't get that two-score victory until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And talking about earlier where you said Bama was probably already expecting to be in, um, talk about Kirk Herbstreet, mm-hmm. uh, ESPN analyst. This is a bad look. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes on his show to kind of give his spiel about who should be in this and that and has different helmets in the background. Well, 10 minutes before the announcement, he miraculously has the four teams that got in helmets in the background uh, 10 minutes before everything was released. So they say they're not supposed to, nobody was supposed to know until they finally announce it. Uh, but you have Kurt Herbstreet with the four exact helmets that made it in in order, in order behind him as his backdrop. In which I guess earlier in the day had Florida State and Bama spot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so tell me how that works, you know. Um, fishy. Very fishy. So you can't tell me that ESPN's not involved and nope. in, have their hand in that. Well, it's, it's all about viewership and ratings. Yes. And that's what ultimately we think it comes down to is. Oh, we don't want another TCU. Okay. What? Well, D- don't even start with me on that one. <laughs> but TCU had to beat a Michigan that's in there now. Yeah. TCU had to beat a Michigan that who you got ranked number one now. Mm-hmm. So don't put Michigan in there saying we don't want another Michigan at number one if they're going to get beat first round. Yeah. That's your same argument as we don't want a TCU. 
So what do you do about them? Exactly. It, it's, it's college football. Mm-hmm. It's teenage boys and early 20s mm-hmm. kids all playing. You don't know who's going to show up that day. Yeah, You can coach them, have them ready. It's up to them to show up. And obviously, if Michigan would have played the first half like they did the second half against TCU, it's a whole different ballgame. Yes. So tell me this, though. They had this big outcry of, oh, we hate the uh, – what was the – one before uh, college football playoffs, the, the BCS. BCS. Oh, we hate the BCS. Oh, we hate this. We want we want a committee. We want a committee. Uh, the BCS did by the numbers who should be in. And if you looked at the numbers with uh, all the people that were projected to make it in, I think FSU had like a 94% chance of getting in before the actual committee voted. And I think Bama had like a 4 or 5% chance getting in. So – those projections, those percentages are probably by a computer yep. to show who should get in. So if you kept the BCS type of thing, keep, I always thought they should have did an integrated thing, keep the BCS system yep. to pick the playoffs. Um, so if you had that, then you have – they don't go by the eye test because that's basically what got them in was the eye test. BCS went by style points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you beat this opponent you're supposed to beat by this many points? No? Oh, sorry. You're going to drop a little bit. Yeah. You know? Oh, you went out and beat the crap out of the number five team and you're not ranked? Well, okay, you're going to jump and they're going to fall. Yeah. You know, if you lost early in the year, all right, well, you still got a chance to get back up there. You lost late in the year? Sorry. Tough luck. I just think we have all these different algorithms and computer help and AI and all this stuff that can help you with who deserves to get in there, you know, because like I said, the committee had two chances. They had to do what was right by their own standards, by their own rules, what to do was right or what to do to make the most money. And they chose the money route. Of course they are. Of course they are. You know, I'm surprised their cop out would have been, this is honestly too hard to choose. We're going to the 18 system this year. They could have shot that in there, but that would have been wild. Well, it would have been wild to put the 18 team to say, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to put it in. Well, don't you think it would have been more worth it than what they did? Yeah. I think no matter how many teams you put into the playoffs, there's always going to be someone complaining. Yes. But I would rather less hear of a who's fighting for the 12th seed than who's fighting for the 4th seed because you can have, like as shown this year, five or six solid teams. And then after that, it says, you know, you're fighting for 11th, 12th seed, and you leave a 13, 14 out that said they could have maybe been 11, 12. Not too many people are going to make a big stink about that. I mean, you're going to have fan bases that cause a stink about it. But for me, I think it should be if that when they do go to the 12 team, which is happening next year, you should do automatic bids for the conference champion, power five automatic champions. Mm-hmm. So if you have an underdog, say if an Iowa beat a Michigan those two teams automatically get in because Michigan would be the higher rank. They'd make top 12 and then Iowa would get in for an automatic bid of being a big 10 champion. So, so you're telling me that the Georgia Bama game would have, I mean, makes sense. Both teams would have been in. Yeah. And then whoever you wanted to rank higher, if you did want to skip Alabama over Georgia, Bama would get a harder first round, not get the bye and have to play a team, but then again, you still show that matchup to where they eventually would have to play again or meet in a championship. So I think they should go to 16 teams and nobody gets a bye. Yeah. 
But I mean, what's the point of getting top four just playing a lower seed? I mean, it's like the argument in baseball right now. Well, these teams that get a bye, they, they come out and they're not ready to play. Yeah. I mean, I, these boys are conditioned to play, right? Yeah. You get one bye during the year to catch your breath. You know, if you have the hot hand, you don't want to buy. You want to continue rolling. You want to continue playing. I can see that. But football also with injuries and maybe prep work, you prep for one team. Um, but then again, you don't know who's who, who's going to win. You're waiting on a bye. You got two teams to prep for. Um, football's a little different, I think, with baseball to where a bye week could benefit you more. Baseball, you don't want a bye week, especially with, like, the wild card. We talked about that last episode. Six days off, eight days off is detrimental for a baseball player. But for a football player, maybe an extra week, maybe an extra three days, four days, you know. Um, well, do you think college is any different than the NFL? I mean, because they're playing, what, four less games? Yeah. You're the regular in the season? No. But most, most NFLs, I think you see after a bye week there. But they know who they're playing yeah. also the next week. Well, I mean, the, the same time. The, the whole the, the same playoff thing, though. You're still preparing uh, yeah. for, for two yeah. teams. Which one we got to Yeah. I, I mean, 16, no buys. You, you get the one ranked seed because you're going to play a 16th ranked team. You know, that's your, that's your, yeah. that's your bonus. That's what you get. You're fighting for one to play, you know, where Michigan, they're playing for a one seed. They are like, Hey, we finally got one seed. We're going to be playing a four seed. Then they get a Bama, you yeah. know, um, Which I, if, if you're going off the 16, Michigan would play Notre Dame. Michigan would play Notre Dame yeah. at 16. And that's going off the ESPN. App. Yeah. Washington would be playing Louisville. Yeah. Um, Texas, Arizona, Alabama, LSU again, mm-hmm. Florida State, OU, uh, Georgia, Ole Miss, Ohio State, Penn State, Oregon, Missouri. That'd be some good matchups too. I mean, and you're knocking out interconference teams, so you're not going to have a SEC versus SEC. Big Ten, Big Ten, SEC, yeah. SEC, ACC, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, do you think they should go by rankings like that, or should they go by conferences, like pin them together, reevaluate with the rankings there? What do you mean? So, like, instead of having put two SEC teams against each other that are in the playoffs or just go by rankings like one versus 16, two versus 15, well, if you want to keep viewership up, you're going to put the same conference together. Yeah. I don't care if they are three and four. Yeah. Put them together. Because nobody wants to have, like, what they had several years ago. It was, was it LSU and Bama in the national championship? Yeah. I think Georgia and Bama played once, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure SEC fans loved it because they're like, oh, SEC's power cut. Well, you can have down years. You're not the best every time just because you've won so many you know, yeah, you might be better than most, but uh, I don't know. It's just tough because I do see the side of other people where they said, well, if you play FSU versus a Michigan or a Georgia, would they win? You don't know that. You don't know that, but you are playing against a backup quarterback. Um, it's just tough to know that. That, But they deserved They deserved to be in there. You know, they've done, their defense didn't lack anything. Their defense deserves to go there. You know, they're one of the best defenses in the in the country. You, that's what hurts me the most is seeing that all those seniors that worked so hard for four years go undefeated, which is unheard of for, you know, there's a handful of teams that can say they did that each year. Um, granted, what, three this year? Yep. Uh, Washington, Michigan, and uh, Liberty. 
think, yeah. are the three undefeated teams. Uh, Texas, no, Texas Blue is one. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, like you said, FSU, that's their main argument, is that FSU wouldn't stand a chance against anybody. Well, how do you know unless you play? Did anybody think TCU had a chance against, you know, Michigan. coming in, Michigan? Yeah. Wasn't Michigan like a double-digit favorite or something yeah. like that? Um, you don't know until you play the games. That's why you play the game is to give the undefeated Power 5 conference champion a chance, you know, and just to kick them out, they set the precedent of we don't care what you do. Don't care who We're going to put who we think the best four teams are. Yep. Um, so that's what's kind of hard to swallow because that's what they've – that's the precedent they set, and it's going to be that way until they do something different. What, now, what cracks me up is this is the CFP playoff rankings. Mm-hmm. The AP 25 – oh, wait. It doesn't even have Alabama in the top four. There you go. So, yeah. So, I mean, that was the AP ranking for – that's NCAA or is that ESPN? Uh, this is the this is the ESPN CFP ranking. Okay, which is different from what you found. I guess that's your NCAA. I think, yeah, I think mine was the one that was on there was Fox. So I mean, you got okay. everybody's got different ones. So what do they go by? Is do they go by the NCAA rankings? Right. So you don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you do with for if you're Florida State or Georgia now? You're playing each other. Um, George is going to look to come out to dominate FSU. Both of them are going to have a grudge match. Uh, what if Florida State just doesn't show up? What if Georgia doesn't show up? What if these boys come out and like, well, we're not playing. We're, we're declaring for the draft. We're not playing this ball yeah. game. Or what if Florida State comes out, they're doing the pregame stuff, they're ready to play, and right before coin flip, they don't come out on the field. Guess who's losing a boatload of money Trying to scramble and do what they got to do. I, I would laugh it. and I would back them all the I way. I could see it happening, to be honest with you. That they're gonna sh- they're gonna go through all their motions and then just not show up on the field when it comes time. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, Florida State's in the mix of figuring out that they can sue. Yeah. The the committee and all that legal action is because there's a lot of money that goes towards the Final mm-hmm. Four. Uh, they get cash for making the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, champion gets to cash for winning it. Uh, coaches get bonuses for making it to the CFP. Um, there's a lot of stuff there to where it's, that's the thing though, is you leave it, you leave it into a person's hands and something can always go crazy. Uh, there's 13 members, I think in the CFP committee, uh, 12 guys and one girl, I think are in it. Um, and they're just choosing who they think is the four best team. And you can't tell me that emotions or eye test is going to be a decision factor in there. And that's where I was like, why is everybody so mad about the BCS is because it takes out that human factor and puts who on paper is the best team, best two teams. Think about if you had the BCS for 12 teams, you put the best 12 teams in there on paper. You know, you don't, you take that human factor out instead of saying, Oh, we need to throw an sec team in there because we have a PAC 12, a big 10, a big 12. Who are we going to leave out an sec team or an ACC team? Oh, let's go sec team. Because that's our bread and butter. That's that's who our main money makers are. Is SEC teams. So you can't tell me that money wasn't a persuasive factor in that because it looks like it was. And a lot of Bama fans are gonna be upset if they're listening to this or whatnot. But mm-hmm. but you can't really tell me that if you done what was right, who should have got in? 
by the criteria that they put forwards before the year even starts, who fits that criteria better. And you can say all you want. They put the best four teams in there. They put the best four teams in there, but they did what was wrong by everybody's standards. So So do you think they put an asterisk by this? I say Florida State hangs a banner like UCF. (laughs) What get this, get this though. What if this is a big what if? What if FSU comes in and beats Georgia? What do you do then? Say, hey, you didn't think we could hang, we just beat. That could be the only motivation I see them not boycotting. Right. Is if they really think they can come out and win. Right. And I know they're not going to be a favorite. I know Georgia, once again, has been the number one team. You're going to be playing the number one team that should have been or has been there all year. Um, but then again, like you said, there's a lot of players that aren't playing in bowl games anymore because I think McCaffrey started that at Stanford. Mm-hmm. First one to sit out. Shoot, I don't blame him. He's playing for a non- Playoff, they didn't have playoffs then. They wasn't in the top ranked two teams, so or two teams play for a national championship. Why get hurt when you got all this money set out in front of you to go to NFL? Yep. Uh, now you got a bunch of players sitting out. Do you really get a true bowl game matchup that you would in a conference champion or a regular season game? Want to know how you combat that? How? Stop paying the players. Yeah. <laughs> or tell them, hey, you want this money, you have to play the bowl game. Yes. All your NILs get held until yeah. you do play. But then again, now, how you how you it, make a player do that? Like, I mean, well, I mean, now if it's some Hyundai Elantra Equinox Bowl, okay, whatever. You, odds are both teams are seven and six, or you know, mm-hmm. okay, that that's different. Or if you're say you're a Liberty and you're going in and playing a Georgia who didn't make it, I mean. <laughs> George going to be a little mad. Yeah. I mean, I can tell if you're playing in the avocado from Mexico Cure Bowl <laughs> or the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. You know, one of those I can yeah. understand. Isleta New Mexico Bowl. Starco um, Brands. Starco Brands. Uh, Radiance Technology Independence Bowl. Oof. They should at least come up with something like nifty about it. Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Woo. All right, I'm going to end on that one. But, um, yeah, we're, I think the repercussions from NIL are going to be long-term, and they're not going to start coming out until – I mean, they're already coming out this year, but to get the pay-for-play, I think – I forget who it was. It was uh, what coach said it, but he said a good quarterback in the portal is going to cost you one mil to two mil. From Nebraska. Yeah, from Nebraska said it's going to cost you one to two mil for a good quarterback to come to your school, which credit to the players. Go get the money, man. If they're going to allow it, go get the money. It's more – my frustration is more towards the NCAA for letting it happen. But I just I think players do deserve some compensation. We don't know what that would look like. You know, either free tuition for four years, give everybody full rides, or put in ideal in a bank and divvy it out among all players, you know, something like that. Uh, but to give an independent uh, – player that much money for just switching schools there's going to be no loyalty any year any year you can lose anybody i think ou is losing like five players to the portal gabriel's leaving he might go mississippi state with five to seven yeah yeah, with the offensive coordinator um there's some stupid was it like 140 players put their names in the no there was like a a lot more than that it was like it was like maxed out crazy number something stupid um yeah i thought i had it here but i guess i didn't this is pretty funny. 
<laughs> says report Caleb Williams not playing because he was denied partial ownership of the Holiday Bowl. So uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But no, there was like a, a there was like twice as many that did last year. Um, so what what we're talking about Florida State and all that? It's gonna shift gears. How about what Stephen A. Smith said? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and tell. If Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, was the coach of Florida State Seminoles, they would have made the college football playoff. Hands down, no questions asked, without thinking. What do you mean by that, Stephen A.? What, what do you mean? <laughs> what? Uh, is it the exciting factor that he brings? Is it because he was a Seminole? Is it... No, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, so, I mean... I, 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 don't, I don't care for Stephen A., I don't like him. I don't know why he has to scream at everything he does, why he has to talk over everybody. Why does he even think he has to be relevant in what goes on? Wasn't he a basketball analyst for like the longest time? Something. Like he like did newspapers and basketball, NBA. Yeah. He but, is loud. Every time I hear him, I got to change the channel. It's just, it's just a different, like, I think the louder he thinks he is, the more right he is. And it's just like, dude, you're just, you're just loud. I don't want to hear it. Um, says there was in 2022, there were nearly 1,300 undergraduates to transfer. Oh. 1,300. Well, I knew I saw one in a three in there somewhere. Yeah, 1,300. <laughs> so, but yeah, oh, he also, speaking of Dion, how about him getting Sports Illustrated Player or Sportsman Sports of the Year? Yeah. So, what is the criteria for Sportsman of the Year? I mean, exciting factor i guess i mean granted he did he did he did make a excitement factor about colorado a one in 11 colorado and he did have a better season he brought it made a better season to four and they they quadrupled their wins okay (laughs) so what their most exciting win was against tcu well we see how their year's been Mm mm-hmm they're you know yeah he got them just because of that and another win and top 25 for a cup of coffee yeah. And my cup of coffee, I mean, like, literally a drop. Yes. And then it was downhill. You know, you're supposed to have all of this stuff. Well, it didn't quite turn out. He had players moaning and groaning to each other. There was speculation coming out that he was having Chador throw walls away or take intentional grounding so he wasn't taking sacks. Oh, no, yeah. no, he was taking sacks. Instead of the incompletions. Hurting his QBR or whatever. And so he wasn't hurting all that and bettering his chances for the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, so uh, if you watch games, all that makes sense. But you can't point fingers. I mean, I, I, I think he's only doing this for his two sons to watch them play, to help them grow, to help their chances in the NFL. Then he's done. If that's what you want to do as a father, I can understand that. But but what's the criteria to get Sportsman of the Year? I mean, he did bring he did bring an aura to the to the he brought a, a buzz to college football. He's probably one of the, one of the biggest hires, like buzz wise, to get so much credit or flow. You know, like they ch- the season tickets for Colorado was like twenty bucks a seat. Now it's four hundred something bucks a seat or something. Yeah. They got a new jumbotron. They got this and that. They were a big hype. But I mean, you can't tell me that there wasn't another player in any sport to get Sportsman of the Year. Um, 
to go back on our transfer portal, I found the uh, information on it. Uh, NCAA players entered the transfer portal on the first day of the window opening. 1,184 players entered the portal on the first day that it was open. So Okay, so I undershot it. Yeah, I undershot it just a hair. Maybe that was like the first <laughs> second. It was like yeah. 130. But Okay, Sportsman of the Year. Let's see what you got. From what the Googles says. The athlete or team whose performance that year most embodies the spirit of sportsmanship and achievement. So when he came in, he got rid of half the team? By saying your career here is done, find somewhere else. Okay, check. (laughs) Uh, By walking out of um, news conferences or ignoring people if they didn't call him Coach Prime. Check. They called him Dion or anything else. He wouldn't answer, and he'd walk away. Didn't know that. Yeah. Now, I do give him credit. I've seen some videos where he'll bring uh, people in and talk to his players about, you know, how to treat a lady. He does right. run. He does run a tight ship, and I give him right. credit for that. Respect your mama. Um, for yeah, the way he coaches his kids, the way he uh, wants them to answer to authority, you know, this and that, and a coaching situation. Uh, I get that, but it's just one of those to where sportsman of the year has just seemed like, once again. You did it by the eye test. Who's the biggest hype? Who's going to get you the most money? You know, mm-hmm. who are you going to give it to? Um, not saying that he wasn't deserving. I'm just saying that, and I don't even have anybody in the in the who would be a, who would take that spot. But I'm just saying it just feels like whoever they gave the most media attention to, who's who got the Sportsman of the Year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because congrats to him though. Congrats to him. We'll give credit where credit's due. If if they want to give it to him, he's not going to turn it down. You know, I'd accept it if somebody wanted to give me for an honor. Uh, so. Congrats to him. Just uh, didn't know what the criteria was until now, until you read it. So, Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, good for him for being the, the excitement factor in Division One this year. Uh-huh. You know, I, I get it. But once again, is it because that was actually that, or is it for the name? Yeah. Is it for the, the, the money? It, you know, it's – Yeah. It's one of those where the name, you know, you give them the most, you give them the most attention. They're going to, they're going to put their name in the hat easier. It's going to be easier to pick them. Nobody's going to bat an eye saying, oh, well, he was the sportsman because guess what? He was on every channel for the first four weeks of the season. Oh, I was like, I was like, I love, I love the guy watching him coach, how excited he gets. But then it was just annoying how much they showed yeah. of him, you know, and, uh, not like the Kels, Kelson, <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift oh. thing. It's like, okay, we get it. Yeah. We get it, you know. Like it's it was, old news now. Yeah, it was fun for one game, but now, you know, 12 yeah. games, it's like, man. It's painful watching. Kicking a dead horse. Yeah, it's painful watching Brittany Mahomes trying to be her best friend, too. <laughs> oh, you got to know. <laughs> you got to know that that's just, oh, yeah. You got to know that she's just like, oh, my gosh, just make it through the game, make it through the game, so. That so, is cringe. So while we're talking about awards, let's shift to the Heisman. Yes. Let's shift it over to the Heisman. What? Um, five pick, I think five going to New York for the Heisman. Bo Nix uh, from Oregon. Penix from Washington. Uh, you got Jay, Yeah. You have uh, Jaden Daniels from LSU. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, Marvin Harrison. There was a fifth one. Jalen Milrow made it in from Alabama. Yeah. It's the top five I just pulled up today from uh, ESPN that were invited, even though his stats are donkey. Um, so 
Of course, it's Alabama. Yeah, with Jaden Daniels, he's expected uh, odds favorite to win it. Uh, his stats are 3,812 passing yards with 50 total TDs, 1,134 rushing yards, and four interceptions. Uh, Penix from Washington, his stats are 4,218 yards passing, 36 total TDs with a 65.9 completion percentage, and only nine interceptions thrown. I think Bo Nix suffered a little bit from losing twice to Penix. Uh, his passing yards was 4,145, 46 total TDs with a 77% completion rating, and only three interceptions, one thrown in the conference tournament or championship game. Then you got Jaden Milrow from Bama with a whopping 2,718 passing yards, you know which is, is half. What? Number 41. 41 overall? Yes, he's number 20. Shador Sanders. Huh. Well, he's got 35 total TDs, 468 rushing yards, and six interceptions. So he's got half, almost half passing yards than Bo Nix. Uh, he's got 10 less total touchdowns. And then it doesn't show his rushing yards. Let's see his rushing yards compared to uh, Penix. Penix is, nope, sorry. Rushing yards for uh, Daniels is 1,134. And Milrose is 468 with six interceptions. And granted, I know he got benched for half a game. A game, yeah. That's still a massive. Difference You're still down a lot of runs or a lot of yards. And then you got old Marvin Harris Jr. from Ohio State, wide receiver, the only non-quarterback to go with 1,211 receiving yards, 15 total touchdowns, 67 receptions. And 18.1 yards per catch. His current odds are plus 15,000 to win it. So he's at your he bottom. the ninth best receiver this year. Okay. You got the list for the other ones? Or at uh, least- yeah, I think uh, an LSU player, Malik Neighbors, 86 receptions, 1,546 yards, 14 TDs, was number one. Where's his nod? Is it because his last name isn't Harrison and his first name's not Marvin? Yeah, they granted kids that come from guys that do play in the league do have that sense of, you know, readiness and talent wise and whatnot. Um, but to blatantly leave out I'd just say put the number one position in each position and send them to the yeah. send them to New York for the Heisman. So tell me, how do you not have a running back? Um, Ollie Gordon, the second Oklahoma state, 1,614 yards, 20 touchdowns. And that's several games where he almost eclipsed 200 yards rushing. Who's second in running back? Read their stats just to compare. Let's see this young man. Kimani Vidal. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Who is he playing? Troy. Okay. Troy Trojans. 1,582 yards, 14 touchdowns. So six less touchdowns, 600 yards less. So you're separating one from two with 600 less yards rushing and six touchdowns less. And that's not even a Power 5 conference. Nope. The next Power 5 is number three, uh, last name Schrader from Missouri, 1,489 yards, 13 touchdowns. Seven TDs less and 600 yards Mm -hmm. less. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know why you don't put, you know, one of each. 
or if you have an extra QB that's dominant, you know. But then again, you should be able to look at, you know, like Bonex and, and Penix, you know, choose one of those. Yeah. So if Penix beat, you go by win-loss, Penix beat him twice. But if you go by stats, you know, they're pretty equal, you know, mm-hmm. or just keep Daniel in there as your lone quarterback. But, well, I mean, but Daniels didn't even throw over 4,000 yards. Yeah. The other two did. Yeah. And they were separated by 73 yards. Yeah, yeah, Bo Nix with 4,145 yard, passing yards. And then Penix by 4,218. But then you go, okay, uh, Penix was sacked 10 times, Nix five. Uh, interceptions, Nix three, Penix nine. Uh, total TDs, 36 Penix, Bo Nix, 46. And Bo Nix has a higher passing percentage completion. Mm-hmm. So if you want to say 60-plus yards passing more qualifies him as a better QB than – total touchdowns, completion passes, and less interceptions. Now we're getting into the Florida State Bama <laughs> discussion <Yeah>. again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's – the criteria in which they use things is frustrating. And I'm not trying to take away from – is it Jaden Daniels? Yeah. I'm not trying to take away from his year that he had. Electrifying player. Do not get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, – His stats – 3,800 uh, passing yards, 50 total TDs. So he even passes Bo Nix by four uh, rushing yards. I think that's what separates him. I don't know Bo Nix's rushing yards or Penix's rushing yards. I think Bo Nix has got some good rushing yards. Um, they just put his completion passing on here. Yeah. Uh, and Jaden Daniels only has four interceptions. So, I mean, I would put Bo Nix and, and Daniel up there before I'd put Penix. Uh, yeah, Penix had better wins. Granted, Danny looks really good back there. Like, dude's got a cannon. Uh, I think all three of them do. But then why put Milrow in there? You got three stud quarterbacks right there and say, hey, let's throw in Bama's quarterback. You want to know why? Because he ran off the field saying, give me that Heisman after yeah. the Sovereign Championship. Yeah, I laughed which, at that. In which one of the plays – was an incomplete pass, and they scored two plays later. For a 30-yard Hail Mary to win against Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, did, did they tell that cornerback they'd give him a couple grand if he just kind of didn't it, pay attention? It did look like a push-off a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you could argue. But at that late a game, should but, never be that open or get more pressure on him. My, my deal is, is like, okay, um, yes, I get officials make bad calls. I get it. It's in both sides of the game everywhere. But when you can see clearly that a ball hits the ground and rolls, mm-hmm. and you call it complete and still review it and call it complete, yeah. and then two, three plays later you score, that's a difference in a game. Either that or you get a huge third down stop in which you tackle the guy from the front of his shoulder pads and throw him sideways, but they call a horse collar. Yeah, it's clearly so they grabbed the jersey. And uh, is it? that's not reviewable, is it? I don't, I don't, I don't think that was reviewable. Why not? If you've got so much stuff reviewable, why can't you just make – Everything in a big game reviewable. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, we don't want to make it so long, this and that. Well, you, we'll cut the commercials. Yeah. You got 10 hours of commercials mm-hmm. in between every – you got a time TV timeout every yeah. second touchdown, you know. Cut those down and have more reviews. Make the game more more real, you know, where you got or, or, the right or, call every time. Or every score, you don't need to review it. Mm-hmm. 
we obviously know he caught it with nobody around him and crossed the goal line. Yeah. Oh, we got to make sure that uh, he maintained control over the goal line. What? Yeah. Oh, speaking of rules, brings me to one you wanted to talk about. Uh, the pass, fumble. Uh, the quote-unquote Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Hand, tuck yeah. rule, whatever, whatever you want to call it. The, the, the rule that they made up when they were playing the Raiders. No game. And then Brady came out and said, well, they didn't call it a fumble, but, I mean, I think it was a fumble. Yeah, if the arm is going for I mean, there, there has to be a point in which, okay, if the arm extending, but if it's coming forward a little bit and the blindman clearly knocks the ball out of your hand, clearly knocks it out, that's a fumble. And the ball goes straight sideways. That's a fumble. Will um, – Will Levis did it in the Tennessee game against the Colts. Arms going forward, gets knocked out. Colts pick it up, drop it. He recovers his own fumble 15 yards downfield. How does that not make a play pass? Yeah. I think the same thing happened in a different game that evening. But they called that one a fumble. So is the rule if the arm is moving forwards mm-hmm. with the ball mm-hmm. as it gets knocked out is incomplete pass? Yep. And you're saying it should be... If it's not released. Right. Like if you haven't gone through your full throwing motion. Yeah. I get it. A quarterback is coming and uh, and he tries to pull it down. Yeah. And it, you know, that motion coming forward is hard to stop. And it comes out of your hand. Okay. That's like, that's like a pass. You don't know intent. You don't know if he was trying to check. You don't know where he's trying to throw if he's actually trying to bring it down. Yeah. Every quarterback that happened. Yeah. I was trying to pull it down. That That's a. You know, I was trying to throw it. Got to make a complete pass. Yeah. You know, he's not going to say, oh, I fumbled that. Yeah, I kind of said. No. Anybody in their right mind wouldn't. Yeah. But I, I know, to me, that that play, that Oregon-Washington play, Penix got hit, ball went straight sideways, Oregon scooped it. I didn't watch it for sure. Was it the hand of the defenseman that hit the ball that turned it sideways, or was it? When he no, hit his the, arm, it shot no, off. The, the defender hit the ball. Hit the ball. Yeah. It was, yeah, like, it was a, like ball and palm. That's a tough one. I feel like I don't know where you would – where would you stop the call if the ball was released? Because the, right the, now it's – the, the ball was still behind his head. Yeah. So right now the call is if the arm is even moving forwards yes. any, yes. and the defenseman hits him, it's a fumble. Yes. Or uh, incomplete pass. Sorry. Hmm. Yeah, that could have been a game changer for Oregon. Uh, yeah, Washington I, I, went up. I think – Three plays later, they scored on that. Washington went up big, and then Oregon was making a comeback, and I think that was during a play where Washington needed a good drive to put kind of snub out that comeback. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, that's been a iffy call. I mean, there's been a bunch of iffy calls that could have gone one way or the other. Um, there seem to be a lot more of those fumbles or throws, incomplete passes come up lately. But it's one of those two, though, where if they set the rule, stick with it, through all levels of field, you know, yeah, no matter what. And um, I mean, one, one, one game can't have it called this way, and another game have it called this way. Well, that's where, that's too. That's just a bad, bad look. Yeah, that's, that's a, a bad interpretation of the rule. Okay, how are these guys misinterpreting it this way, and they're interpreting it this way? Especially if it goes to review, and they send it to New York or wherever their thing is. If they have their main hub, and they come up with two different answers for the same play, uh-huh. that's what's the problem. You know, like, yeah. it should be like, hey, 
why didn't we get the same guys that called this one to call this one the same thing? You know, they should stick to the same thing. Yep. So, yeah, that's another thing. College football needs to be changed. There was a thing that I saw that was pretty funny where um, Mike Leach, rest in peace, Mike Leach, a legend, the pirate, um, talked about the first playoffs that was coming in. He said, let's look at high school football. How does they got it set up? Oh, they got a more than 14 playoff system. He said, but that's just high school. Well, let's look at D2, D3, or whatever, how they got set up. They're superior to D1, mighty D1. Uh, let's see how they got set up. Oh, you tell me they got a 12-team playoff, you know? Let's, let's go there. And then he goes, but no, we decided to do four. But let's look at NFL, the mighty NFL. He says, sounds good to come off the lips, you know. You can say that all you want. Let's see how they got their playoff system. Oh, you mean to tell me the best six teams from each t- – or how, what is it, 12? Is it 12 team for NFL? I think so. It's more than four. Yeah. He said, oh, they got more than four. So what it makes us think that four is going to work as a playoff to even try it once. You know, if they're going to do a college football playoff, they've been doing it since, what, 2013, 12, somewhere there, that you would want to go four team instead of at least eight, you know, or 12 that they're doing, or like you said, 16. Why why four? You know, you're going going to have that trouble with fifth and sixth ranked team that they did this year which thank goodness it is the last year to do. We're going to go to the 12 team where top four have a bye, bottom eight going to battle it up, and then they recede to see who fights who. So, like you said, that would have been cool if they went to an 18 this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if they could have done a play-in. I don't know how fair that would have been, you know, where two teams just battling out that should have been in there anyways. Or no, like, that, hey, that was just like a lot of like sports people saying, oh, okay. like, well, let's just have them do a play-in. Like, well, that's funny. Texas and Alabama already did. If it came to the, down to that four spot, Texas gets it. Yeah. Going off the criteria. Yeah. Oh, guess they have a stronger streak of schedule between those two teams. Texas. So the the ideal of if they would have got it right would have been Michigan one, Washington two, Florida State three, Texas four. Yep. Washington playing FSU, Texas playing Michigan. Yep. So yeah, I don't I just don't like you said, there's going to be an argument till the end of days. You're going to have half the people. Now, all the have you seen those? All the ESPN analysts are vouching for the CFP. You know, they're all taking their side, saying they did what was right. Especially what's the bold guy, Melrose or not Melrose? Uh, he does all the draft analysts. Yeah, uh, what's his name? He's coming in hot. I'm like, dude. I try to forget all those guys. I'm like, dude, you probably never played past high school. You probably didn't even play high school. Um, you couldn't even crack a peewee. <laughs> but he's like coming in hot, like angry that. Defending, you know, I just think that they're all getting paid to say what to ease the pain, especially with all the college football playoff committees now coming out saying they're saying it was a tough decision. We knew it was going to be a hard one, but we just went with this and that. I'm like, it'd have been best if you didn't say anything. Yeah. Because yeah. right now you're just adding uh, peroxide to an open wound right now by yeah, opening and making it worse. Yes. So I'm like, just let it go. Let them just lick their wounds. And I just, like I said, I feel bad for the coach at FSU. Um, it's just one of those where you you do everything right. And then what do you tell your players after that? You even overcome the adversity of losing your stud QB. And then your second strength is no slouch. Mm-hmm. And you're playing with the true freshman. And you win your, your, your conference champion. Yep, he goes and beats uh, Louisville. That's a 10th rank. They were no slouch. They, they ran the table. 
uh, losing only to Pittsburgh, which they shouldn't have, and then uh, beat Notre Dame. So, I mean, they're no slouch either. So, I don't know what you do. What do you tell your players? How do you overcome that to go play a Georgia now? And what, what do you I, say? I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they just didn't show up, come out to the coin toss, and just nobody shows up. Or, or what do you do if you, know, you have them all come out for the coin toss? And then as soon as it's done, locker room. Yeah. Man, I would, the only reason I'd feel bad for that, not for all the sponsors, what would be the fans that came all that way. And in that case, you'd almost have to refund the money. Yeah. Because the game didn't happen. Maybe. That'd be the facility and all that. We'd have to pay for ESPN is divvying up that money to pay it back. I mean, if that was the case, I'm all for it. I'm here for it. Um, Let's just finish up with the bowl games and kind of some predictions, what we're thinking. Uh, I guess we'll go with the New Year's Year's Bowls. What do they call them? Top 12 or whatever? Uh, New New Year's 6 or whatever. New Year's 6. Is it 6 of them? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Okay, we'll go with – we're not going to say that one. No one cares about that one. Uh, Capital One Orange Bowl, Georgia versus Florida State. The sorry you didn't get put in, let's play each other bowl. <laughs> yeah. And this is the argument, too, is where you say, well, I think Georgia's going to win this one, you know. Yeah. But then you're like, well, see, why would you put FSU in if you know Georgia's going to beat them? Well, like I said, we don't know. There could be an upset, but what's right, put Florida State in. But in this game, you got to go with Georgia. I mean, they're number one for three years in a row. Yeah. Lose one game. Yeah. And and you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, Florida State passes the the flashy eye test. Georgia passes the I'm just going to stomp it down your throat eye test. They they're an NFL system type team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are clearly going to be the favorites. I think in that that SEC championship game, they're the favorites every time. They're going to win nine out of ten times. That's just my feelings on it. Yeah. So we got Georgia winning that one. Capital One Orange Bowl. Um, that wouldn't be a top six bowl, would it? What are the top six bowls? I mean, we go. What? Liberty, Oregon. Undefeated Liberty playing Oregon in the VRBO Fiesta Bowl uh, in Glendale, Arizona. I haven't heard anything or watched anything about Liberty. I can't tell you anything about their team other than they're undefeated. They did what uh, uh, the Roadrunners, I can always get them wrong, mm-hmm. Arlington or San, San Antonio, UTSA, uh, almost did. They almost went undefeated. Uh, what James Madison almost did going undefeated, which, by the way, congrats to James Madison, got in on a bowl game. Uh, they weren't bowl eligible, but due to – not enough teams being six and six or better record. Uh, they needed 82 of them out of the, for the 41 bowls. Uh, they didn't have enough teams eligible, so they brought James Madison in to play. So congrats to them. You know what you call that? What? Poetic justice. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Couldn't tell you what bowl they're in. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, all these bowl games aren't really going to matter anymore if you got half your players sitting out. You know, you got – 
Louisville playing USC, you know, is you is if Caleb's sitting out, does it help or hurt his draft stock, you know, or does that mean he's coming back next year? You don't really know with these bowl games have gotten a little less prestigious. It used to be to where it was a prestigious thing to do to get into this bowl game and play. Um, but now it's kind of, which I understand people are looking out for their best interests. I don't want to get hurt to make it to the, um, the draft. So let's not risk it. The new year's six. Obviously you have your Rose bowl, sugar bowl, you know, the Michigan, Bama, Washington, Texas. Yeah. Fiesta bowl, Oregon, Liberty, orange bowl, Florida state, Georgia, mm-hmm. peach bowl, Penn state, Ole Miss. Okay. Who you got on that one? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I would like just to see SEC teams lose just to prove the fact that SEC is not that I mean, You know, Ole Miss is probably going to win, but I'll just uh, yeah. I mean, they've been they've been up there all year. I mean, what they lose? Two or three games there at the end? Michigan, yeah. Ohio State, and then probably ended third in the Big Ten. But just, just all the crap that happened there, I cannot come back to being on their side. Yeah. And they're just obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, I play up in that part of the country for years, and they're just obnoxious. Yeah. But it's a good college atmosphere. Oh, yeah. So, James Madison's playing Air Force in Fort Worth, Texas, in the Lockhead, Lockheed, Lockhead, Martin Armed Forces, Lockheed, Martin Armed Force Bowl on December 23rd. So, congrats to them. Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl, who you got? Ohio State, Missouri. Ohio State, Missouri. Oh, man. Missouri's been, a like I said, the, the surprise of the year for me. Uh, not being unranked and then coming up being in the top 10, uh, only losing to maybe a Georgia and one other ranked team. I can't remember, LSU, no, somewhere in there. But uh, so we got Missouri and Ohio State. Man, Ohio State's another team that had an argument to get in, you know, where they only lose one game against the top two team. Yeah, screw them. Uh, I know. I feel <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm trying to be unbiased here. I'm trying to be unbiased. That's how I feel, but. Then again, they had an argument, too. They're a one-loss team. Non-conference winner. But they didn't make their conference champion. But they didn't make their conference champion. So, so bye-bye. Yeah. So, they're they're on the very far outskirts looking in. They needed a lot to happen. Yes. A lot more chaos to happen for them to get in. Uh, maybe a Michigan lose. Maybe a Everybody Florida lose. State lose. Texas lose. Uh, maybe Georgia beat Bama, so Bama doesn't jump them, you know? So maybe a Georgia, Iowa, Louisville, a lot to happen. So they're on the outskirts looking in. Their their playoff started with their Michigan game. Okay, Washington State to, or Washington to lose. Yeah, Washington to lose. So they, their playoff started with their last week playing against Michigan. Um, so who you got there with the Mizzou, Ohio State? I know the favorite's going to be Ohio State, but I got to take Missouri. Yeah. Even though it goes against your SEC lose. But. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I could, I, I'll take one win to beat Ohio State. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, man, Ohio State did look good against Michigan. But then again, we'll see how good Michigan is when they also, play Bama. Didn't Michigan lose, like, a cornerback and their main offensive line? They did lose a lineman. Uh, broke leg. That was a pretty gruesome one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they did, but... Just should that drop them out of the top four for losing? That? Uh, if it's his main lineman, I mean, that's a main player, it's, right? It's their main lineman, so they should drop out of the top four because they lost their main lineman. Um, but, no, all jokes aside, uh, I'll go – you said Mizzou? I'll go with Ohio State just because you went Mizzou, only because you went Mizzou. But 
I'll probably be rooting for Mizzou. But if I root for Ohio State, that means Mizzou will win. So I'll root for okay. Ohio State. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Liberty, Oregon, we already talked about that one. Oregon's probably going to stomp them. But that would be cool if Liberty beat them. Uh-huh. That would be cool. That would be a cool upset. Um, and then what was the last one? Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl. No, that was the Ohio State Missouri. Oh, that was. Um, Florida State and Georgia. Yeah, we had that one. Okay, going into the big four. Um, you got one versus four, Michigan-Bama. Michigan. Man. I hope you're right, man. I, I I don't care anybody against Bama. Yeah, <laughs> Bama's just been playing so good recently, which is why they got in. That's why they that's why they say they got in because they're playing so good. But then again, you go to the Auburn game; they had the rough one. Barely, or the the Georgia game in their defense did look in control for most of the game. I didn't get to watch all of it, but I came in, in like fourth quarter and they were up like twenty seven ten, and then Bama scored like ten points or something, fourteen points unanswered. To make it close, uh, but man, I just I just hope I just hope they get stomped. Like I hope it's like a, a double digit point game. It's going to be a lot closer because never put Saban behind the eight ball with his coaching ability. Um, it's going to come down to probably a last possession, and hopefully Michigan kicks field goal to win it. And then our last one, we'll end on this one. The last one is, uh, or we got two more, so we'll say Texas Washington. Um, Hook them, <laughs> man. Being an OU fan, I start to root for Texas, man. I'll, I'll go with Penix. I hey, go Penix. Hey, okay, they they stomped my my Cowboys. I know. I'm still going with Utah. I know, but being from Oklahoma, I just can't root for them. I was oh, rooting I for OSU in the Big Twelve. <laughs> well, yeah, me that too. was another. That was another thing <laughs> for me. For me, as an OU fan, I saw all these OU fans rooting for Texas over OSU, and I was like, really. I said you 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 don't like OSU that much that you're like most OSU has got Oklahoma players in it. Mostly got Oklahoma players in it, and I'd be rooting for them just because it's just in-state stuff. So I'm gonna go Washington. I like Penix the way they handled Oregon. Big uh, Penix energy. Um, so for me, it would be Washington, Michigan, and I've been saying this from day one. I've been rooting for Michigan to win it all. That was my top pick, right? Mm-hmm. To win it all, I'll stick with Michigan to win it all. I'm gonna go 38-35 Michigan. Okay, uh, so you, you know, have uh, I got Texas and Michigan in, in the in the championship. Watch, it's gonna be completely off. <laughs> it's gonna be none of the above. <laughs> none of the above. So if you're betting person, bet whatever opposite we said. I'm going Texas, Michigan. I'm going Texas. Damn. Man, I never hear the end of that. Golly. 31-24. 31-24. Yeah. That's good. All right, so we got Texas and Michigan winners. So bet opposite. <laughs> if you got if you got any kind of money, bet opposite. So, so you're, you're wanting either Alabama, Texas, Alabama, <laughs> Washington. Or... <laughs> okay, answer me this. If you did have Bama in there, who would give Bama the biggest problem to winning another national championship? Either one. Either one? Either one. Yeah, Texas is sore in a heartbeat, and Washington is a freaking track meet. Yes. Yeah, and they look good against Oregon first half. Yeah. Man, they look real good. Yeah, and if Washington's defense gets a stop or two, as quick as they can score, they can turn it around and uh, well, you're down 14 yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. But I, I think overall Texas will wear them down, just because Sarkeesian has those boys ready to play, has them in shape, has them. Just hungry. 
because he knows what it takes to play in the SEC. Yeah. Well, granted, if Texas does win, then I could we could say that oh, you beat the national champion. <laughs> was that that game? That was a blast. Can't take that. Oh, man, that'd be a memory forever. But so does that mean you'll get to read the banner too? We should. <laughs> we should. We, we're the only team to beat the national championship team. Hey, uh, Texas, uh, yeah. I'll go ahead and send that up. <laughs> send the bottom half of it. We'll take it. Yeah, so. So if Bama wins, Texas will do the same thing, right? They could. Yeah. So even if they lose, like, hey, y'all still got to How wild! How wild would that be? Is that Texas, Bama face each other again, and be like, well, we've already beat you, but you beat us just the game that you know, like that's yeah. just that's. that's you know that they face each other again. Yeah, best Texas, of three. And Texas double digits them again. How yeah. funny would that be? Texas probably be like, let's go play in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> we yeah. play better yeah. there. Hey, we'll let you have your home. Yeah. What was it? Uh. Oh, Sugar Bowls, that's in New Orleans. Never mind. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought someone said something like the Texas, Washington had to come down to like Texas territory or something. But um, yeah, then the final one will be Houston. in Houston. So if Texas makes it, that's in their backyard uh, for the national championship. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, like I said, CFP set a dangerous precedent of what they expect. You know, 13 and 0 undefeated conference champions, not. Not safe. Not even safe. So uh, we'll see how that ripple affects to the next few years. I know with 12 teams coming in next year, it might be it might put a little bit, take a little heat off. Uh, but I think that they're going to be held to or they're going to be not held to the same standard as once they were before this decision was made. Yep. So show. So, so. I know it's a little college heavy, but. We made it work. We're in, like I said, in a parking oh, lot. And yeah, it's what we planned on too. You know, we had a, an episode solely for this yes. because of the massive screw up. This this had enough for us to talk about for one episode. So hopefully we can get back together next time I come down to DFW. We might get here a little earlier and shoot another one. I will bring my microphone next time. See what, what, what day are you coming in? Twenty first. Twenty first. DC shift. Oh, guess who's off? You should be off. This guy. Yeah, because it's C-shift. I wouldn't be driving down here if it was A-shift. You never um, know. I mean, as much <laughs> as you exchange. True. Yeah. I'm going to be working like 11 out of the 14 days my wife's gone. So make, the, make time <laughs> go some by. OT. Yeah. Time go by and all the above. So, so yeah. So, we're we're going to end it on that, man. i got to get home. i got about a five-hour drive ahead of me. So, Oof. it's not too late. I can make then it back at a tomorrow. decent time. Then work tomorrow. And then I'm taking an OT the next day. So, I'll be there 48. Yeah. <laughs> Um, self in, self inflicted, so I can't complain. If you know you're getting uh, it, but to get forced, I'm gonna get like four or five OTs in before Christmas, man. We get a three day pay period, or three three pay periods in one month. So get ahead for the beginning of the year and pay for that trip that she's on that I don't get to go to. So I don't see how that works. She said, "Oh, that's just unfair." <laughs> well, you got to go to one. Yeah, yeah, but not two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll end it on that, man. It's fun getting down here, doing it in person. I wish we lived close enough to where we could do every episode yeah. in person. You know, you can always uh, just come down to Fort Yeah, I've <laughs> I've tried that, and that does. You would be yeah. fast tracked. I know, but no, I'm just saying you would be fast tracked. I have, I think, future wise, I got free dog care and maybe future child care that lives five minutes from me. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm still gonna. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It would be fun, but. I don't know. We'll see. By the time you got down here, I'll be an officer. You know, I'll just... Yeah. Hey, come here, slave. Yeah, just come here. <laughs> don't worry for me. Yeah. 
so. C- come work for me, and you can do whatever you want. There you Bring go. your dog up here. Okay. There you go. Oh, he love it. Yeah. Love it. He's the our station mascot. All you need is a laser. Dude's like a cat. He follows a laser around like a cat, <laughs> and then he's your best friend. Even though he is a German Shepherd and seems intimidating, he had a laser. Your best friend. So That's shout out to Baron. Made the made the podcast. So Heck yeah. We'll wrap it up with that. Thanks again for joining us. If you uh, are a continuous listener, we appreciate you and listening. Uh, hopefully, our content's good enough for you to keep listening. And if it is good enough, uh, share it with some buddies. Uh, send us send us to some. Uh, our TikTok's been blowing up, man. We've been getting some good videos on there, some controversy stuff with some injuries and photos and videos, all that stuff. Send us questions. Send us stuff, you know, if there's something uh, you want us to talk about or mention or, you yeah. know, discuss. Send it to us. Don't be shy. Find us on Instagram and direct message us on there. Uh, find, uh, yeah, you, you can message on, yeah, message on TikTok, uh, High Heat Podcast on both of those. Uh, we do have an email, but I don't think I've checked it in about four or five months. So I might get on that. I also, we may have questions. You so. might have questions on there. Let's have a look at highheatpodcast.yahoo.com, I think is what we did. Uh, yeah, just share us with other people, man. We love talking to new people, getting, like I said, the more people we can reach to, the, yeah. the what we're trying to reach to. And if we have five that listen all the time, I think it's worth it. So Share us. You know, uh, repost us. You yeah. find something, put it on your page. You know, help us get out there. We love doing this. I mean, shoot, we'll we'll broaden our horizons and get back into golf. And I mean, nobody really wants to cover basketball unless it's March Madness. But you know, we do have some basketball stuff. But I just I haven't watched a single NBA game. We need to at least dip our toes in the water. We might we'll have some more with NBA stuff. Oh, I just like watching LeBron get a tech for flopping. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Best new rule ever. Yes. Best La Flop. So, yeah, we'll end it on that, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you driving up to meet me. It would have been a long haul for a little bit longer, so I get a little shorter drive back home. But, yeah, long road back home. We'll try to get another one soon. Thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of High Heat. We'll see you all later. Have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All the above. God bless. Mm-hmm.